it's wonderful how how the American people display their sportsmanship. Thank you for tuning in to the Often Daunted podcast with me, Burke White, where during the offseason I get into the national news like this week, Kansas getting away with something else. I get into the Indiana Hoosier news like uh, some of the fl- some of the hype uh, floating Mbako's way uh, following Big Ten Media Day, and I usually get into a segment. Now, uh, while that while that segment usually comes at the second half of the episode, I'm doing it at the top today. And uh, today, I'm just going to be discussing the recent announcement making waves throughout our fan base right now. Because I know when that hotline bling, that can only mean one thing. Ladies and gentlemen, we got them. Play the song. Play it. Indiana, our Indiana. Indiana, we're all for you. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen... Welcome to the cause, the newest Hoosier, Liam McNeely. Today, during the, uh, I shouldn't say today, yesterday, if you're listening to this on Monday, during the Bryce James uh, exhibition game that's going on, this exhibition tournament, Liam McNeely made his announcement regarding whether he would be attending Indiana or Kansas. Now, we all saw that earlier this week, uh, Kansas got a pickup from a small forward, um, Passmore, not as highly touted as Liam, just saying. Um, so things did bode pretty well for us and, uh, Mike Woodson nailed it. He knocked it out of the park. He is swinging for the fences and it's paying off. I, I am consistently blown away with how quickly Mike Woodson is putting the Indiana Hoosiers in a position to succeed on in each facet. You can talk about how disappointing the tournament run last year was, but again, he got us closer to the main goal. The goal is that sixth banner. Going out there and getting guys the caliber of Liam McNeely. Not only, he said he wanted to sit at the table. And you know what? He isn't just sitting at the table. He is winning the table. He's putting the time in. He's getting in the ears of the right guys. Liam McNeely. I, I'm, I'm watching this as I'm recording. I'm watching this Florida Eagles versus the Explorers game uh, with the Boozer Twins. On. Ooh, it is getting close. <laughs> 66 to 72 at the time they're recording. But Liam, watching him initiate the offense right now, is absolutely fighting off every single Sunday scary that I would normally be having. <laughs> so I, I appreciate him for that right now. Just like I know I'm going to appreciate him for everything he's going to bring to this program. The, the announcement was awesome. Halftime of that game on ESPN. And uh, when it was just after he made the decision, after he made the announcement, he was asked about the commitment and why Indiana, why he chose Indiana. Liam said, Coach Woodson has been recruiting me for a really long time. Their interest in me has never wavered. They've been the most consistent in recruiting me, and I feel really comfortable with them. And (laughs) following that comment during the uh, commitment, he was quick to point out that Indiana fans are crazy and fair. Hey, Liam, <laughs> welcome to the cause. That is a fair, 
fair diagnosis of this fan base. He said, all over the country, I've had fans come up to me telling me to go to Indiana. And I know there are many people who say, hey, we shouldn't be doing that. That scares people away. I am over the moon to hear it. <laughs> Liam McNeely is the type of guy who uh, can sign up for that. We're crazy, guys. Don't, don't, don't deny it. We're, we're insane. <laughs> During that commitment, I just, yeah, I just want to talk a little bit more about the actual commitment. During the commitment... When asked when it comes time to make some recruiting calls, Liam's face lit up immediately before pointing to Derek Queen and saying, my first call is going to be this man right there, Derek Queen. We need Derek Queen to come be a Hoosier. He's already starting. He, he, he... God, this Montverde pipeline is so awesome. <laughs> Mike Woodson's getting into Montverde, and uh, right now, just look at that, look at that team. That's, that's the team you want to be in talks with. That then, then when asked if there was anyone else, of course, because they wanted to hear it, they wanted to hear it on the, on the national coverage. Liam said, "Boogie Flan, that call's coming. You know it." And if you can't tell, I, I'm I'm extremely excited. Uh, <laughs> just because, yeah, we we had every reason to be confident. Everyone was saying, "Oh, blah blah blah." Uh, oh, it's, it's, it's a lock. It's coming our way. It's coming our way. It's coming our way. We've heard that. We've heard that before. And, uh, under different regimes, we've, uh, seen a lot of those rumors fall flat. Not in Mike Woodson's era. Not under the closer. So, again, I told you earlier in the episode that this was going to be my segment for the day. Uh, I'm gonna hit you with the national news and the Indiana news as I usually do. But to start the episode, it, it's, it's the portion where we are just fanboying out about Liam right now. Liam McNeely, just watch him. He, he's, a natural, he's a walking bucket, and uh, some of these passes he's making just right now, if you, if you weren't watching the game Sunday night, if he isn't taking the shot, he knows where he's going with the ball, and if that lane is closed down, he knows where else he should go with the ball. This kid is not stagnant. He is reading everything every bit of this game as as it just unfolds in front of his face. He lets it come to him, and he just absolutely exploits anything there is to exploit from this defense. This defense being uh, two of the boozers, who I believe are like the top two of the 2025 class, or two of the top. Yeah, it, the, this segment's going to be a little shot from the hip because, uh, we're we, yeah, we're just geeked. I am just geeked right now. Just talking a little bit about Liam, a little bit about his history, and uh, how we got to the point where we are now. Liam McNeely is from Richardson, Texas. Um, He started his high school career at Pierce High School in the Dallas area before heading to St. John Paul, or yeah, John Paul II High School in Plano, Texas. It was here that Liam McNeely showed off that he has the goods. For for John Paul, uh, he averaged 17 points, 9 rebounds, and 5 assists for the Cardinals as a sophomore. While a sophomore in Plano, he helped the he helped lead the Cardinals to a 6A state title. His talent was abundantly apparent, and uh, as abundantly apparent talent, he inevitably gets picked. He inevitably got picked up by Montverde Academy. While making the move to Montverde, um, Liam led Nike's 16U AAU circuit in scoring with over 24 points a game. Following these performances, he was called up to play the stiffer competition and again relied on his natural shooting abilities to separate himself from the others in the national recruiting scene. After earning a key role for Montverde and with Jalen Hood Chavino and Malik Renew, 
both graduated to contribute to the Hoosiers. Liam led the Eagles in scoring in the 2022-2023 season, while also leading them in three-point percentage with 45%. Again, I, I, I cannot stress enough. Like, it's one thing to be killing it for John Paul II. It's another thing to be killing it for Montverde. They are playing the top competition in the country, night in and night out. They don't play for state titles. They play for national championships. And Liam McNeely, he doesn't even limit it there. This guy is competing for national championships, but he's also competing for world titles. As uh, building up just on going up against elite competition, our guy was part of the 16U FIBA world champion team, uh, USA squad. Again, yeah, just just I just pulled the one stat line from his game just prior to his announcement, his game Friday night, where he had 25 points, seven boards, and four assists, just making it look easy. He's a total basketball player. He isn't the most athletic. He isn't going to jump out of the gym. But, man, he's just a natural. And if you honestly sit down and watch five minutes of his game, you can see that. His, his shooting form is naturally repeatable and smooth. You don't have to watch this guy take too many to see that. He's got muscle memory on par with anyone out there. Okay, you guys, Liam, I'm, I'm, I'm over the moon that we got this guy. This kid is a walking bucket. When you watch him play, he's taking it to defenses at every level of the court. At the rim, mid-range, from deep, Liam can create opportunities with the proficiency at the three that we have not seen. But on, honestly, uh, yeah, I, we say we haven't seen it, but honestly, a bit like we are all hoping to see from Mbako. Of course, maybe Mbako has a little more explosiveness around the rim to make up for any shortcomings he might have from the perimeter. But where the game is going, Liam is the type of player you want. If the Hoosiers' issue has been getting the threes up, that is not the case for Liam McNeely. This kid is fully prepared to let her rip every time he's receiving a pass while never putting up a shot when a, a better option is presented by the defense. His basketball IQ is abundantly apparent from each of his outings I've sat to watch, and please, if you haven't, just go watch him and get excited. <laughs> just uh, just some, some of the national rhetoric out there on Lee McNeely, like uh, NBA Draft Room, this is their thoughts on him. McNeely is a sturdy, strong combo forward with big-time three-point shooting ability. He's got an easy, smooth release on his jumper and is deadly accurate from outside. Doesn't need a lot of touches to score a lot of points. He's got really good defensive instincts and abilities. Can guard up and down the lineup two through four. Isn't the flashiest or most bouncy athlete, but has plenty of speed, quickness, and a lot of natural strength. And I, I love that they said the defensive, like, yeah, he's got defensive instincts and abilities. If you watch him play offensively, that is the perfect way to summarize his offense as well. It, lo it looks so natural for him. He's no looking up and down the floor. He is letting the game come to him. Going through, He is reading the defense like a quarterback, just going through it, knowing where the ball needs to go for Montverde to have their best opportunity to score. Jamie Shaw from On3 writes glowing words about uh, Liam McNeely, saying Liam McNeely can shoot the basketball. That is probably his feature tool, but he is more than just a shooter. With good positional size, six foot seven. He can straight-line drive a sloppy closeout, knock down a one- and two-dribble pull-up, and is a smart off-ball cutter. McNeely is a good team defender. He understands footwork and angles well. He also rotates properly and is not afraid to step in and take a charge. 
while there will be on-the-ball questions, he is good with deflections and defending off the ball. His hips appear a little stiff, which comes into play with some change of direction situations. He plays the angles, folks, like I said, in that game against really great talent. Just uh, that game Friday night, he had five steals, I believe. Is that what I said? Yeah. He doesn't have to be the fastest if he's the smartest out there. Um, He puts himself in a position to make plays that make a difference in the end of the game. It's a good day to be a Hoosier, guys. It's, It's a fabulous day to be a Hoosier because Mike Woodson is delivering for us time and time again in these recruitments right now. Those, the, yeah, there were plenty of people who were like, we need, a, we need to get safe commits. We need, we need something to fall back on. And in the day of the NIL agreement, in the day of these guys earning serious cash, and uh, the day of bringing in transfers who have well-rounded, developed games, you need a swing for these top recruits. You need a swing for these top recruits because you need people who contribute right now, who can come into the college level and absolutely hang. And Mike Woodson is going out there and getting them. Mike Woodson is the man. End of story. This is, this is Liam, so pumped you're on board. But God, I am so grateful Mike Woodson is the one going out there, picking the guys, getting in the ears of these, these young men, and convincing them to join the cause here in Bloomington. I say here in Bloomington, I'm recording from Fort Wayne. But end of story, Mike's the man. He's getting the guys the top programs go get. And it's time to keep these commitments coming. <laughs> we, we really want to stop and celebrate here, but we got two guys on the hook that we really need to pull in. As it stands, I believe Kentucky's class now with the Liam McNeely commit is three spots behind our class of Liam alone. That commitment from Boogie would immediately seal the Hoosiers ahead of Kentucky in recruiting for the 2024 class and, uh, that would be heading into the resumption of the Kentucky series. And just hell yeah. Hell yeah. Calipari, the freshman whisperer. Mike Woodson's got all these guys' numbers. That's his second head taken from uh, Bill Self. Bill Self can say, oh, we got past more. But yeah, Liam was better. You wanted Liam. Shut up. Shut up, Bill. If you honestly cannot trust Mike Woodson with the program, with what he wants to do with it, with what he is doing with it. I don't know what it's going to take to convince some of these people. <laughs> I mean, it'll take the banner. It'll take the banner to convince them. But God, you guys, if he, when he gets that banner, I said if, but no. When he gets that banner, I, I, need, I need zero sour pusses in this fan base. I need zero people waiting for the other shoe to drop. Because, hey, stock has been rising on Indiana, and with this commitment, it it, it arguably is as high as it's been. Yeah, it's as high as it's been. (laughs) Uh, You could say those like uh, Zeller, Oladipo, that Yogi team was the highest it's been. But, man, this is projecting to be a very special season. That being said, we are not looking over this one. Because we went out and got Mbako, the other guy Kansas wanted. I, I, yeah, I'm trying to think of more shit to save to pump up Mike Woodson, but I'm at a loss for words with what this guy is bringing, what this guy is delivering, and I'm just grateful as hell for it. I hope the rest of you guys can be too. That being said, time to pick up that phone. Let's get a few more. <laughs> God, we are greedy, but nobody gets excited like us. Like like Liam said, we're absolutely crazy. Oh, <laughs> Liam got him. Box checked. On to Derek. On to Boogie. Let's go get him.
Now with that out of the way, let's get into some of that national news for you. So it wouldn't be the often daunted podcast if I didn't have something else about Bill Self to bitch about. Um, so Kansas and Bill Self got away with something. No surprise there. Uh, this is re- becoming a recurring theme here on the often daunted podcast. As uh, five level one infractions have now become a mere one level three infraction. The NCAA will remove their most recent Final Four from the history books, which, I mean, it happened. The fans got to experience it. So, I mean, it, it really is for not, like, I guess, I guess it is one thing to take away Louisville's, but, again, I saw Louisville win the national championship. That happened. Uh, they, yeah, they, they so they've taken away the Final Four from the record books that Kansas lost to Villanova 95-77. to So, honestly, Kansas might be grateful that that was taken away. And this is just another stepping stone in the route that Kansas just keeps shaking off any and all shade that should be cast on that program. Bill Self is so slimy that the lack of light can't stick to this man. Honestly, what's it going to take to get this guy? We got to capone this? Check his taxes. This is the same investigation, the same type of investigation that cost Patino his job at Louisville and Louisville its elite program. This cost Sean Miller his job at Arizona. This cost Oklahoma State Cade Cunningham in the most promising tournament appearance they've had. And again, after it it cost all these programs this, it results in a big nothing burger for Kansas. And I I am shocked. I Yeah, (laughs) I'm so shocked Kansas got away with something. They said they didn't want to punish the current student athletes for the past actions, uh, which, which are now deemed legal. I mean, these guys are getting paid. But but self should have been hit with something. Self should have been hit with something. They are in the current standing they are because they have been playing the NIL game before the NIL game existed. Those that say it's no big deal, everyone can do it now. Yeah, sure. But don't tell me that their gargantuan head start once NIL went through isn't a result of them doing this the whole damn time. Yeah. So that's my thoughts on Kansas getting away with those uh, minor infractions. Also, the uh, details regarding the arterial Morris rape were shared uh, via the Kansas City Star, and you can find those details yourself if you're really that hungry for them, but but, uh, I'm not sharing them here. Arterio Morris has since enrolled at Garden City Community College in Garden City, Kansas. So if y'all are there, yeah. I, I honestly wish that Bill Self could even get a slap on the wrist, but alas... Let's watch ESPN pump up Bill Self and his program all season. Bill, yeah, Trilly, Trilly's famous Bill Self is a gangster. That's like a recurring tweet for him. If you mean uh, an individual who willingly um, surrounds himself with an environment of crime and violence, then sure, Bill Self is the biggest gangster out there. On to some more conference realignment news. Yay, yay, more conference realignment, y'all. Per Seth Davis... The Big 12 is reaching out to nab Gonzaga, and the talks are starting to really get going. It just makes sense. What is Gonzaga doing? They're they're, they're a basketball powerhouse, and it's time that they started playing on the level playing field with us. They're just sleepwalking their way to March, get a number one seed, and then their season begins. Time to join a big boy conference and play the game of basketball like the rest of us, where it can be a brutal, brutal season. And you need a rally. You need to just 
lick your wounds, and put your best foot forward in March. Uh, yeah, I, I'm all for them joining the Big 12 because maybe it'll have effect on <laughs> maybe it'll have an effect on uh, their fatigue come March. We had Big Ten Media Day this week. Now it's a whole lot of vanilla because, of course, it is. But uh, nonetheless, some Big Ten basketball is better than no Big Ten basketball. So just a few takeaways from that. Um, Matt Painter is scarred. Matt Painter is scarred. He said, uh, I don't think it will stay with me through the year. I think it will stay with me forever. When uh, speaking about the fairly Dickinson loss, I wish it didn't, but that's part of being competitive and coaching. You don't sit around wiping your trophies. You sit around thinking about why you didn't beat someone. At Big Ten uh, Media Day, we got an update from Michigan assistant Sadi Washington on the status of Juwan Howard. Sadi said he's a very motivated individual to get back. He's going to listen to his team of doctors. He's going to go through the process of working through his rehab and getting healthy. I know the competitive spirit he has. We're just going to hold down the fort. We want him back when he's ready. And, yeah, just uh, thoughts and prayers go out to Juwan, his family. I really do hope that that recovery goes well and he can get back to basketball as soon as possible. I don't want there to be any excuses when we're beating Michigan this year. Last takeaway from Big Ten Media Day. Again, it's all vanilla, guys. They aren't going to come out and say, hey, our team sucks. You know who's really been pissing me off as a coach? (laughs) No, they're not going to do that. Last thing was Kevin Willard had some glowing remarks for recent transfer Jordan Geronimo saying he is one of those guys that was that just was going to be a game changer for us he is shooting the basketball great he is skilled more than anything he has just changed our roster just by adding him again now that I actually said that out loud that was another non-answer he just changed our roster by adding him yeah no duh that's what adding somebody does to your roster. Uh, hey, I hope Jordan has a great career. I hope he does well for Maryland in every game but against us. But that's 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 my that's my thoughts on most players in the Big Ten. I, I don't mean ill will upon any of these guys. They they're just wearing a different jersey. But when they're going head to head with my jersey, yeah, yeah, I I do root for the laundry in that case. Last bit of national uh, discussion on the Big Ten I wanted to share was John Fanta's Big Ten Power Rankings. In John Fanta's Big Ten Power Rankings, he had Purdue number one, Michigan State number two, Maryland, Illinois, Wisconsin, then us. Ohio State immediately after us. Then you got Northwestern, Rutgers, Iowa, Michigan, Nebraska, Penn State, and Minnesota. Not a really surprising list, but I wanted to bring up John Fanta's list because, honestly, I think John is lying to himself here. Honestly, I, I listened to John Fanta enough that I think he is a lot higher on the Hoosiers than he would like the rest of the national media to think he is. I think John knows the type of talent that we brought in, and I think he knows what that talent could yield come tip. So just saying, hey, John, you can lie to everyone else, but don't lie to yourself, man. You, you know you want to put the Hoosiers up a little higher than number six. So, talking about some more Hoosiers, let's get into that Indiana Hoosier news for you. Big shout out to Indiana Women's Volleyball for adding another point to the good guys in the Crimson and Gold Cup. Way to go out there and beat Purdue. Well done, ladies. In Hoosier recruiting news, I mean, I already talked about Liam. We did it. 
<laughs> we we freaking did it. Mike did it. And uh, I, I'm just over the moon grateful for Mike Woodson right now. And uh, while 10-15-2023 was Liam McNeely Day, it is it is also Mike Woodson Day. Every, every day is becoming Mike Woodson Day around here. Time to have a few more Mike Woodson days as uh, Mike Woodson visited Derek Queen just on Wednesday while he was locking down the deal with Liam McNeely. And in regards to when we may hear an announcement from Boogie Fland, it sounds like this commitment is supposed to come sooner than later. Uh, here's hoping we see something this week or the next. And uh, yeah, but just just on Derek, if we can have the point guard, the wing, and the front court figured out with three recruits of this caliber, three five stars. Oh my God, Mike Woodson, you freaking dog, you yes. <laughs> everyone was a lot less bullish on the Derek Queen aspect, but now that we have Liam, now that I realize that all of this is possible, that Mike can get the guys he wants, it's nice to have an inside man. It's nice to have somebody in Derek Queen's ear with Liam McNeely now. Sharing the locker room, why not just carry it into college? Keep sharing it. It appears that Xavier Johnson is finally getting some due as the preseason All-Big Ten teams from Fox were announced, and uh, Xavier Johnson was listed as a preseason All-Big Ten second-team pick. I've said on this show before, and I'm going to say it again, I want Xavier Johnson to go into next season with the largest chip that anyone has ever fried on his shoulder. I want the largest chip that anyone has ever fried on his shoulder. And while I appreciate Big Ten giving the, I appreciate Fox giving him the nod, selfishly just because I, I really think that Xavier Johnson is the type of player who plays better with a chip you almost wish they didn't you almost wish they didn't it's gonna it's gonna be fun watching Xavier Johnson remind the rest of the Big Ten why he was so highly touted heading into last season and I mean when, when everyone talks about guards they talk oh this guy's so experienced he's only more experienced now Isaac Trotter with uh, 24-7 Sports revealed his preseason freshman All-Americans, and McKenzie got listed on his third team. Isaac Trotter said Mbako just has to make shots from downtown to be a true Big Ten freshman of the year contender. Word out of Indiana all preseason has raved about Mbako's shot making, but the bright lights and live bullets of the season will tell the true story. If Mbako is a knockdown floor stretcher, Indiana is a dangerous menace to join Michigan State and Purdue as a Big Ten bigwig. Uh, I mean, that's just more of everything we've been saying about McKenzie, about Kalel. If if we can hit on these guys and they can hit their stride, hit their potential, Indiana's right in the mix. I mean, speaking of in the mix, Indiana was listed as Fox's preseason wildcard team for the Big Ten, and rightfully so. So much potential for this squad. It's going to take a whole lot for it all to hit. But uh, Mike Woodson just continues to earn my trust. So I'm going to trust that he's going to be able to figure this out and figure out a way to get the best out of each of these guys. John Fanta, like I just brought up his uh, Big Ten power rankings before. John Fanta's preseason outlook for the Hoosiers. And the, the more and more he's appearing on the Titus show, the more and more I'm loving this guy's work. He, he seems to pull for the Hoosiers without blatantly saying it, but uh, 
He, yeah, he can play objective all he wants. Uh, he, he said for the Hoosiers' outlook, if Warren and Baco can carve out roles and Malik Renew makes a sophomore leap, the Hoosiers will finish in the top five of the league and could be dangerous come tournament time. There's a high degree of variance for Indiana, though, because so much of what they've done in, the, in Woodson's tenure was geared around Trace Jackson Davis. With him gone to the NBA, it will be intriguing to see how Indiana plays. While he is saying, yeah, a lot of it was relied on in, on Trace Jackson Davis, as much as we all loved TJD, as much as we respect him for the monster he was that last year. With him, our game plan was a little handcuffed. We we went we had to go to the first option every time. We uh, He was the man. <laughs> he, he was the straw that stirs the drink. And uh, with him gone this year, it, it frees us up a bit. I think I think we brought in talent that will allow this offense to do some things that we haven't been accustomed to seeing, and I'm just I'm I'm, I'm so excited for it. I'm so we are so close to basketball season. God, it's almost here, guys. A little bit again, just straight up vanilla, but a little bit from Indiana Media Day, Indiana in regards to the Big Ten Media Day. Uh, Mike Woodson elaborated a little bit on Calipari being an absolute coward. I mean, getting on uh, getting the uh, Indiana Kentucky series going again. He said uh, in regards to the unbalanced home and away setup they've got going, he said that that was the only way I could get it done. We'll move forward probably after that last year, it being in Bloomington, to having it be in Rupp, Bloomington, Rupp, Bloomington, and just have it that way. And, I mean, here's hoping that's the case. But uh, what's to say that we don't beat them in Rupp and he just cancels the series there? (laughs) So... I, uh, with Calipari, he he's a sore loser. He uh he took his ball and went home all those years ago, and uh, I I'm not gonna forget that that is the type of contender he is. Like he he ain't Mike Woodson. He ain't looking for competition because I mean Mike Woodson welcomes competition. He uh said of the expanded Big Ten, the upcoming realignment, and just adding the West Coast. He said, "Hey, it's competition. I mean, I've all." I've always been a coach and player that loves competition. The four teams that are coming in are well-coached, talented players, and I think it can do nothing but enhance what we already have. Of course, I'm, the, the Big Ten will be almost as twice as difficult mathematically to win as it once was when we truly had 10, but Mike Woodson welcomes the competition, and I appreciate the hell out of that. I see you guys. We got Liam McNeely today. I like... I, I wish I could sit here and record like I do every week, but I, I it just I'm smiling ear to ear throughout this. I, it's it's a great feeling to have landed him, and uh, yeah, that, so yeah, I need I needed the last bit of Indiana news to be yeah. Guess what, Liam McNeely, we got him. So that's the that's the last for your Indiana news for this week. As we get closer to these off se- these actual season games. Um, the format of the show is going to be switching up to where I'm just previewing. I'm uh, recapping, doing the more fo- more hyper-focused on Indiana basketball as we see actual Indiana basketball taking place. So excited to get to uh, Hoosier Hysteria this week, taking my oldest. Looking forward to a great day of Hoosier basketball with her. So as we do each show, I'm going to get you out of here with a Hoosier history hit, and then that'll be it for the off-season episode 28. This is your Hoosier History Hit.
for your Hoosier history hit this week. I just wanted to talk about Showalter Fountain. As the season approaches, my weekly or my game award to whoever I thought was balling out for on our behalf is the Showalter Fish of the Game. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to, if for those that aren't in the know about the history of Showalter Fountain, I wanted to dive into it a little for you. No pun intended. (laughs) So in 1939, drawings became presented by the architectural firm for the Indiana University, which is a New York-based Eggers and Higgins. Um, they, They proposed at the time an area on campus called the Fine Arts Group, and the proposal included the Hall of Music, which is now the auditorium, the Fine Arts Building, and an open-air theater on the site of the present-day Lilly Library. At the centerpiece of this fine arts group was to be a fountain. While all these plans were in place, it would be our, yeah, it would be decades before it was finally realized. But following the completion of the first building, the auditorium in 1941, Herman B. Wells, ever heard of him, and Ward Biddle pushed, pushed for the construction of a monumental fountain at the center of campus. Now, it was that Eggers and Higgins architectural firm based out in New York. I, we couldn't find we couldn't find a Hoosier one to take care of it. Let's keep our jabs. Wow, wow that was the case. And uh, Eggers and Higgins designed basically the dimensions of what the fountain should be. It would be in 1952 that Robert Laurent would be selected to design the sculpture that would be the centerpiece of the fountain. Robert Laurent was professor of fine arts at the time from 1942 to 1960 and our our professors are are no slouches guys this robert laurent guy he was he was born in france uh moved to the united states at the age of 20 um and following service for his country the united states in world first world war uh laurent went to brooklyn in 1919 It was here that he began his young, promising sculpting career. It was in 1942 that chairman of the Department of Fine Arts for Indiana University, Henry Hope, got Laurent to join the Indiana University faculty. It was in this position that he would remain until his retirement in 1961. Like I said, he's no slouch. His works, there are numerous works of this man, some being in the Whitney Museum of Art, the Art Institute of Chicago, the Indiana University Art Museum, the Metropolitan Museum of New York, the Met, so that's a pretty big deal, (laughs) the Museum of Modern Art in New York. Is that the Guggenheim? And uh, his work also stands uh, in spaces outside of Radio City Music Hall and Fairmount Park. But Lorenz's most impactful work for me personally has to be Showalter Fountain, as uh, he designed what would be the Birth of Venus sculpture. The idea for the birth of Venus was born while Laurent was on sabbatical in 1954, serving as an artist in residence at the American Academy in Rome. Largely inspired by, largely inspired by the Bronze Fountain groups of the artist Carl Mills at Cambrook and in St. Louis, the original intention was to have the sculpture be in marble. This being influenced by his the Roman fountains that he just fell in love with while on sabbatical. Once the uh, marble idea fell through, uh, Laurent wanted to utilize the lost wax process, which is a traditional Italian technique of bronze casting. And that's exactly what he did. As uh, the bronze casts 
for the sculpture were completed by the Nietzsche foundry in Rome uh, during the summer of 1958, where they were shipped to Bloomington the following winter. They would sit on campus for two years before the fountain was commissioned, was planned to begin uh, groundbreaking. And uh, shortly after the groundbreaking, I mean, they knocked this sta- they knocked this uh, fountain out pretty quickly. As following that breaking in the spring of 1961, the the uh, fountain was completed and would have its dedication ceremony on Sunday, October 22nd, 1961. The name Showalter comes as a result of a gift from Mrs. Grace Showalter, whose gift to the university in memory of her late husband, Mr. Ralph W. Showalter, made the fountain possible. In that comment or in that dedication ceremony, Herman B. Wells said of it, Indiana University has long been outstanding in the sciences and in the professions, yet it remembers its ancient foundation upon the classics. Today, in dedicating this magnificent fountain with its central figure, the goddess of love, truth, and beauty, we proudly reaffirm the belief in the importance of the arts and the life of the spirit. Also, the fish, uh, yeah, so hey, there, there's a little history hit for you on the Showalter Fountain. The fish have also been stolen several times. It's a running gag. I believe the last time was in 2012. Yeah, I have to imagine. Yeah, I'm not calling for that. <laughs> but I would think uh, if we had a reason to get rowdy on campus, like a sixth banner, uh, those would have to be under watch from security. But if you don't want to go out and steal one, you can uh, come join me on these regular season games and see who I just give them out. I just give them out here on the show. Your show, Walter Fishes of the Game. Come, come, come see who I'm picking. Thank you all. That was your history. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in to the Often Daunted Podcast with me, Burke White. You guys, hey, if you're listening to this on Monday, yeah, Mondays suck. But you know what? Mondays following a commitment from Liam McNeely suck a little less. So you should at least recognize that. You should at least appreciate that. And that is a gift that Mike Woodson has given you. He is the closer that just keeps on giving. And here's hoping that these incremental steps forward can become a giant leap forward here in the upcoming season as uh while Liam McNeely has given us tons to be excited about next season, we still have a season of Hoosier basketball right here on our doorstep. We are two weeks out from it all going, from it starting. I'm so excited. I'm ready for it. Thank you all. You know I'll be talking about it as I always do here on the Often Daunted podcast. And uh, hope you'll tune in. If you haven't uh, subscribed to the show, hey, guess what? It, it's, it's all free. Just do it. What what what's it gonna hurt? It's just gonna hurt, help my feelings. If you like the show, please leave a five star review. If you don't like the show, uh, please don't re- re- leave anything. <laughs> I this has been such a fun hobby, and uh, I'm excited about next week's episode because it will be like I said, taking my oldest to Hoosier hysteria. This will be the first one I'm going to since graduating, and I'm so excited to see what Mike Woodson has this event looking like. He is going to be in a stadium full of very pleased Hoosier fans. And honest to God, a surprise like WWE entrance from Boogie Fland would be unreal. (laughs) A guy can dream. A guy can dream. Thank you all so much for listening to me. And I can't thank the folks over at Big Banter Sports enough as uh, 
they're uh, putting me in contact with a lot of the guys, the pods following these other schools. So I should be able to bring you some insight on these Big Ten matchups coming our way this season. Thank you so much. God bless you. Have a great one. Lux at Veritas. Take it easy.